what we've got is the details of upcoming services. It will be wonderful for you just to note that. <coughs> Christmas Day, 9 o'clock, and Gail's going to be speaking to us, my Christmas journey. Also, you can be in the Christmas choir, so just read about that and find out what that's all about. Now, also, you've been given this uh, brochure here. We will give hope this Christmas, will you? And what this is from is it's from Baptist World Aid. And every year on Christmas Day, everybody who comes, all the offerings go to Baptist World Aid and really help the poorest of the poor. There's information about how you, what the Christmas appeal will be going to this year. And we'd love you to come prepared on Christmas Day just to give. Everything collected will go to that. Also, Scott and Catherine Gervin, an update from them in Malawi. It'll be great just to read about what's happening over there at the moment. Also a blue card. Later on in the service, when the offering's taken up, you'll have this blue card. <coughs> Did someone say something? You all right? No? Oh, sorry, I thought I said something wrong. Um, the, the blue card is in, the, uh, in there, and you can just fill out your name and details, and if you put any uh, prayer requests on the back later on in the service, that would be great as well. Hey, for people that have been um, reading the Bible through together, you know what today is? It's the end of our reading through the Bible and it's just taken just almost four months to get through the New Testament and today we read just the last verses of Revelation. So everybody who's done that and everybody who's given that a good, sh good shot, congratulations because today we've read through the New Testament. Why don't we give everybody who's done that a big round of applause? It's been wonderful to be talking with people, you know, during the day who have said, oh, I read that this morning or I did that this morning. It's just been great to, to do that. And I'd suggest from now till the 1st of January, if there's been any days you've missed or skipped or just didn't do, why don't you just do them and uh, catch up on those ones that you missed? Or if you did do them all, then why don't you just do a psalm or a proverb each day? And what here you got today is the six-month divine mentor reading plan, which you can start on the 1st of January this year and go through for six months as well. So take that, put it in your Bible, Tick it off as the days go by and keep reading through. We, we can do this in six months. It's a little bit less demanding than the one we've just done. It'll give you time to just sit and ponder a bit more and it'll be a wonderful opportunity. So that's great. Now, this morning, I'm told that somewhere in our wonderful uh, church is Marg and John Docking. Are they here today, this morning? Yes, Marg and John, why don't we welcome you? Can you come up the front for us? <laughs> Here they are in the flesh. <laughs> Come right up. Look at you guys. It's great to see you. John? <laughs> Good to see you, John. Good to see you, Mark. <laughs> Welcome back, hey? <clears throat> now, we're, we're pleased to see you, and it's great to see you today, but it's not the best of circumstances, is it, that you're here? Do you want to just share with us why you're back today? Yeah, sure. Uh, we're back because uh, our daughter, Sarah, lost her baby. Uh, we were going to come back in March to celebrate our first grandchild, um, but that wasn't to happen. 
Um, Gracie arrived and uh, left us to be with the Lord and we're grieving but uh, we're moving on uh, knowing that he has a better plan, uh, believing that um, and we're so pleased to have the Spirit of God uh, with us during such sad times. Uh, the Spirit of God is here uh, on this planet and he's not leaving and that gives us the comfort that we need during this sad time. Hmm. Now you left, you left straight away and came over and obviously it's been wonderful just to be with the family at this time. One of the flip sides is that you get to spend Christmas at home. That must mean a lot for you, being so far away and being able to spend that time. Um, and it's great to see you. Would you like to just give us a snapshot, uh, I mean, of, of life in Uganda? Is it what you thought? I remember we sat here on the couches and we talked and, yeah, you know, we talked about the cost and we talked all about that. And, yeah, obviously, yeah. Okay. You, you all look very, very white. <laughs> It's wonderful. We, we read in the article about someone who shared their story, yeah. a terrible story. Um, obviously, you're making a difference there in small ways. And, um, but, but, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing with those students. Uh, sure. Well, I uh, have uh, a, a 
involvement in the plumbing department and I teach three days a week uh, with the kids there. They're, there are great shortages. They don't have textbooks. Um, they teach a curriculum that was probably around when I was a boy. And uh, it's uh, antiquated, but uh, the system is changing, I believe, at this time. The director of Nile Vocational Institute, who we uh, work under, has said that it is changing uh, fairly soon, and he's a wonderful man. Um, but the, the, uh, the work that I do is uh, difficult in terms of the environment, but uh, I've, I've found that, the, that uh, the environment doesn't seem to matter. Um, for some reason, I'm standing in a dusty, dirty room with a piece of chalk and a blackboard and kids have got a, a text, uh, a, a, an exercise book, not a textbook, only an exercise book, um, and uh, just just uh, telling them all I know about plumbing and following a syllabus which is pretty old, but it does give the basics of plumbing and the kids are very respectful, they're very keen to learn and some of them are absolutely just gold. So uh, I love I, I love being a part of that and, mm. uh, and enjoy, enjoying being just a dad to mm. so many kids. Mm. There's so much we want to find out uh, more and more. Now, when, when are you going back and, uh, yeah? We've got flights organised for the 22nd. Yes. Um, NVI uh, pretty well shuts down the, virtually the day we left. We found out about Sarah. Um, last assembly had been... So there's really not much for John to do. Yes. I keep going because babies keep going, but um, John mm. sort of finished his work, so we've decided to stay and... Great. Recuperate and ready for the next haul. Mm. I think we'll just get through to this time next year. <laughs> Great. Don't ask me about extensions. <laughs> well, um, so, yeah, we'll be around and we're hoping to come backwards and forth between here and Melbourne. So, Great. we'd love to share more. Yeah. Because it's a great place. It's great. Well, why don't we pray? And afterwards, why don't you try and track down uh, Marg and John and ask them the questions and encourage them? Let's pray. God, we just thank you. It's so good to see Marg and John. Uh, and Lord, in, in the circumstances, thank you for carrying them. And we just pray for Sarah and for Adrian. Um, Lord, we just ask that you be strengthening them. Lord, may this time be just a surprisingly um, in, encouraging and fulfilling time for Marg and John being back. May you re-energise them, strengthen them, and prepare them for the rest of the time in Uganda. Lord, we love them and we thank you that they're here with us today. And may uh, you just really encourage them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Really, uh, uh, thank you so much for your support, really. Mm. I mean, to enable us to be there, we needed this sort of support. And we've, we've got plenty. And in fact, at the end of each month, we can look for small tasks to to support NVI even further. So we just really, really appreciate your prayers. We felt them. We felt well. I've been crook three times, but it's good. So we really are very much in debt to all of you. Great. Yeah, yeah just don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Let's thank you. Now, uh, we, we want to let you know, uh, just during this week, uh, the deacons made a really difficult decision, and we need to share it with you. 
uh, the deacons decided that we would cease the search for an associate pastor for young adults and for Sunday night. Uh, What has happened with us is that with Gail's announcement of a resignation next year, we felt that the priority for our church was the associate pastor for pastoral care role. And what became, has become evident to us is that our, our budget giving is still um, about 10% under budget at the current time. And so what we have felt is if we were to continue the search for an associate pastor for young adults and evening service, what would happen is that would be filled and there wouldn't be anything for an associate pastor for pastoral care, which we feel is the priority. So we've decided to stop the search and now we'll be giving priority to the pastoral care position. We feel really sad about that, but we want to encourage you that you know, we're looking to God in the midst of it and for the coming year, uh, what you could do is pray with us, keep giving faithfully to God and we, we, we believe that we'll have everything for all that God is calling us to do for next year. So if you continue to pray at the next church meeting, which is February, um, you'll find out all the details and we'll update you. In the meantime, talk to any deacon or um, anyone else. If you have any of those questions, just come to us. We'd love to talk to you about that. Um, As we come now, let's pray together. God, you're in control. And Lord, we look to you for everything. And at this time of year, God, we just ask that you would be providing all Uh, that we need. Lord, we thank you for Marg and John coming back. Lord, we thank you for family and friends that have come back to Odonga for this time of Christmas. We thank you for those that are going out after Christmas on uh, Theo's coffee shops and coffee shops and beach mission. Lord, we just pray that in all our coming and going that you would strengthen us and remind us of the meaning of Christmas, that you want to live with us and lead us on in the journey. Lord, we pray for Uh, today that we would hear your voice and that you would speak to us during this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's continue to worship God. That's fine. Great. Thank you. I just wanted to mention to you today that if you are here for the first time or if you've just been visiting a little while and perhaps you're coming and thinking, gee, is this a church I could make my home? If you're in that category, we have just a little uh, gift to help you uh, find a bit more about our church. We've just got a little brochure in here which tells all about the programs and the things we run. It's also We also have a, a, a New Testament gospel as well, a message that uh, has been preached here one Sunday morning, uh, bookmarked and some other little Christmassy things. So if you're uh, considering and visiting and would like to know more, then these are free. You can just take them from the information desk after the service. Uh, I don't know about you, but for us, Christmas and journeying goes together. We happen to come from Melbourne and we've come up to Wodonga. And whenever Christmas comes into mind for us, there's always travel that goes with it. And and maybe for you it's the same. Maybe you have family in Canberra or Sydney or Melbourne uh, and you often think about Christmas and think, yeah, we've got to travel. If you're anything like the Stark household... When it comes to travelling, we always feel unprepared 
when the journey begins, we feel like we wish we had another few days to get ready. We feel like we're rushing to get things in and often we'll leave and have to go back and get a toothbrush or an old sock, which we forgot, or something like that. Uh, but we often feel unprepared for the journey at Christmas time. Uh, just this year, not at Christmas time, but during the year, uh, the girls, Mandy and the two girls, were heading down to Melbourne, and uh, so they had to catch the early train or coach, the V-line coach that becomes a train somewhere along the line they, uh, to Melbourne. And when I say early, I do mean early, like it's a 6 a.m. train. They have to be on the, on the, ready to get on the coach at 6 a.m. at Wodonga Station. And so the night before, you know, everyone got ready. Mandy put on her alarm and uh, we went off to sleep. And I remember our eyes just meeting in the bed and we thought, oh, what, what's happened? And we looked and Mandy's alarm had not gone off. And it was 20 to 6. We hit the ground running. Uh, I remember kids like putting on one, tears rolling down there. Oh, please, we're only going to make it. We're not going to make it. We, they skipped breakfast. They grabbed like, you know, muesli bars. And I remember driving them down right on the speed limit all the way <laughs> down. And, and then we got to the station and I let them out at the door and I still remember them running up to that door and the door shutting behind them as they just got up into the train. Uh, Mandy said to me later, she said, we got into the, in, into the coach, sorry, we got into the coach and we got up the top of the stairs and the door shut behind us and the driver rolled his eyes and said, oh, you're cutting it fine, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> if only he knew. <laughs> But, you know, I don't reckon Mandy and the girls should be criticised. Uh, they actually made it, didn't they? Why don't we give them a round of applause? <laughs> and, and it got me thinking, I wonder how many people lie in bed with tickets for Melbourne and wake up at 20 to 6 and think, we will never make it, and turn over and go back to sleep. I reckon there must be... Anyway, you figure out how many people would do that. But I wonder whether there are people that think, gee, we're just so unprepared for the journey. We're going to run out of time. It's not worth it. Let's cancel the trip. We'll go tomorrow. We'll go next week. We'll do something. I reckon there are even people at Christmas time that think, you know, journeying and travelling at Christmas, it's not worth all the effort. We will just stay... If the family want to see us, they can come here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not prepared enough. I, I don't feel like I'm ready. I, I don't want to go travelling or journeying this Christmas. I'm going to stick right here and we'll just take it easy. Do you know what? I reckon and I believe that God wants to take you on a journey this Christmas. Now, let me just say that again in case you missed it. God wants to take you on a journey this Christmas. Yet God, the living God, the God who made the heavens and the earth, the God who was and is and is to come, wants to take you on a journey this Christmas. And I reckon for many people, they say, God, I'm just not prepared. 
oh, just give me a little more time. Next year, maybe. I'm, I'm unsure. I don't know all about you. You know, I haven't even, I haven't even read the Bible right through yet. <laughs> I, I haven't got my life together. You know, I don't think I qualify. I'm not good enough. Could you just wait till I sort out my life a little bit more and then I'll come on the journey? I think many people feel prepared, unprepared. And many people say, no, God. The only problem is that the journey that God calls you on is the journey you've been created to live. I mean, it's just not a trip to Melbourne or to Canberra, but it's the very reason why God put you on earth, why he created you. Why he made you was to journey with him. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. He wants you to follow him and journey through life, life to the full with him. And if you say, no, I'm not ready, I'm unprepared, I'm unworthy, you you couldn't miss out on the very journey that your heart longs to take because you were put on earth to know God and to journey with him. Uh, people just like this in the first Christmas. Uh, Mary. Mary was unprepared, unready, and yet God took her on a journey. She was just perhaps 13 or 14. You know, in the culture of the day, uh, girls, when they had reached the age where they were able to actually physically give birth to children, they were pledged to be married uh, in that culture. And so it's possible that Mary was maybe 13 or 14 years old, just a young, young woman, young girl. And at this time, she was unready. She was no one of significance. She was from a Jewish family who obviously loved God and she worshipped God, as we can see in the song in Luke's gospel. But she was unprepared for what would happen. And look what happened. If you turn with me to Luke 28 and 38. Luke 28 to 38. uh, Luke 1, 28 to 38. This is what it says There, verse 28, the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. I I guess uh, Mary must have been uh, afraid seeing an angel I guess she must have been uh, concerned, thinking, you know, what do you mean? I'm favoured. I'm just a a girl. I'm no different to anyone else. Why am I favoured? The Lord is with you. It says in verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. She must have been terrified. Mary You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Now, one question comes to mind, doesn't it? If you're Mary, pledged to be married to Joseph. This is the question she asked 
It goes on to say, he will be called the son of the most high God and the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the household of the kingdom forever and his kingdom will never end. So, so the angel saying, this child is the son of God and it will be born in you and his kingdom will never end. And so this question is popping around in Mary's mind and this is the question she responds with. How can this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin, I mean... These things just don't happen you know, normally. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Mary could not figure out how it would work. But God said, trust me, Mary, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to overwhelm you. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and I'm going to give birth to my son inside of you. You will be the child's mother, but this child will be the son of God and this can happen and it will happen. And a little bit later on in verse 37, the angel says, for nothing is impossible with God. I guess Mary felt unsure. I guess she felt unprepared. I guess she felt unqualified. You know, I'm not a religious leader. I don't really know much. I guess she felt in every way unworthy. She certainly didn't know how this would happen. But you know what? She answered in a way that showed that she trusted God, whatever the circumstances. Look what she said. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Then we're told the angel left her. You know, she asked the question, how can it be? I'm a virgin. God explained, the the, the angel explained what God was going to do, that he was going to, you know, form the baby inside of her and this child would be the son of God and he would have a kingdom that would reign forever and ever. And Mary, instead of saying, this has never been done before, you know, why me? What are you saying? She just trusted in God. She trusted that what the angel said God could do. She trusted God whatever the circumstance. In fact, she trusted God in spite of the circumstances. What looked impossible, the angel said it is possible with God and she believed it. This morning, God comes to you and he says, I want to journey with you. I want to come to know you. I want to have a relationship with you. And many of us feel unsure, feel unprepared, feel unworthy. Maybe you do feel so unworthy that you say, God, oh, look, you don't know. Maybe you do know me. You know how, how filthy I am. You know how much I try and live the right way, but I do the wrong thing. You know how much I try and please you, but I keep doing things that you despise. And God, if people in this room would know who I really am, they would know that you could never come and have a relationship with me and journey with me. You know, if I know that you know how broken, how, how sinful, how unworthy I am. And God says... That's enough. I know that. 
but trust me in this. I sent my son to earth as a baby, a baby uh, wrapped in swaddling cloths, but the son of God in the flesh. And, and Jesus says, I, you know, I know, I know what it is to feel tempted. I know what it is to stub my toe. I know what it is to feel hurt and feel upset. I know what it is to struggle in life, to be hungry. I know what it is to be spat at. I know what it is to be nailed to a cross. And God says, I allowed my son to die on a cross, taking upon himself death and punishment that people who sin against me deserve. But if you will look to me, if you will look to Jesus and ask his death to be paid in your place, then the sin that you've committed can be wiped clean. You can be forgiven. Though you are black with sin, you can be white as snow. How can this be? Trust me in this, God says. So this morning you might be saying, I don't even forgive myself. How could God forgive me? And God says, look to Jesus. I sent him because I love you. I sent him because I want to know you. And the barrier of sin can be taken away through you looking to Jesus. You might say, I I can't trust God. (laughs) You know, I can't just trust like that. When I was young, my parents... Uh, separated, they divorced. And God, how could you uh, allow that to happen to me at such a young age? And perhaps you might say, God, I can't trust you just like Mary did to come on the journey because my dearest loved one has died. And and I, I, I don't know why you didn't spare me from that grief and from that pain. And God says, do you know, you don't know all the answers now? but I want you to trust me and come on the journey with me, that I love you, that I have good intentions for you, even though you might not understand what I'm doing. Trust me that I love you. And I loved you enough to send my son into the world so that you could know me and you could come on a journey with me. You might feel unprepared. You might feel unqualified, you might feel unsure, unworthy, but God says, trust me like Mary did. Come on the journey. You can find forgiveness. You can find that I'm a good God, even though you might not understand all the things that go wrong. Mary wasn't the only one on the first uh, Christmas journey. Uh, Joseph was there too. And in Matthew 18, 25, we see Joseph uh, as well. And, and imagine what it must have been like for Joseph to have experienced all that he experienced at the birth of Jesus. Look what it says. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Now, we all know what, what's happened because we just looked at that together, didn't we? But Joseph, it seems, didn't because look what happens in the next, uh, next verse. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. So it seems that uh, Mary knew that this was the Holy Spirit at work, but Joseph didn't believe it. Maybe he'd been, he'd been told, maybe he didn't believe it. 
Uh, maybe what was getting out was the fact that Mary was pregnant and that she must have been immoral. Who does she think she is? You know, like the Christmas musical. And people were probably despising her and talking about her. And Joseph just knew what he had to do. Rather than publicly making a big disgrace of her and saying, how dare you, you've you've violated your pledge to be married and you've been sleeping around. Instead, he said, I'll just quietly, I'll break off and I'll divorce her. He'd made up his mind that he wasn't going to do anything else. It was all planned and that was how it was going to be. But God came, an angel came and asked him to be on a journey that would require his obedience. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. This is the first thing that the angel is saying. I want you to do two things. The first thing Don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. And he says, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And this is the second thing I want you to do. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. And Jesus means uh, one who saves, Jesus' saviour. And because he will save his people from their sins. And so here's Joseph, not wanting to go on a journey, but an angel comes to him and says, I want you to come on the journey, but if you're going to join me on the journey, I want you to obey me. First of all, obeying means that that you're to actually take Mary in to be your wife, even though everyone else is despising her and talking about her. And the second thing I want you to do is when you have the baby, call him Jesus. And look what happens. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Joseph, going one direction, God invites him on a journey and the thing that he needed was obedience to respond in the journey. Mary, she needed to just trust whatever the circumstances. Joseph needed to obey, to obey whatever the cost. Even though it would cost him greatly, what he did was he had to obey. He went and took Mary into his home. So what's obviously happened is all the talk that's going on, all the discussions going around, he brings her and puts her into his home. It says they had no union together, but he protected her and he looked after her in a place where she was being criticised. He obeyed. And then when the child was born, Joseph named him Jesus. Simple obedience. This morning, as God comes to you and he says, I want to take you on a journey that you were born for. I I want to take you on a journey that will lead you in a way that will help you fulfill the longings, the deepest longings of your heart. And not only do I want you to actually trust me, whatever the circumstances, but I want you to obey me, whatever the cost just like Joseph did.
I just want you to do that. You might feel, you know, uh, look, I'm, I'm unsure, I'm uncertain, uh, uh, you know, I'm unprepared. I don't know whether I can obey you. You know, don't you know that I've, I've got this relationship that's just, I'm quite enjoying. It's, it's, it's sinful, but, you know, if I follow you and if I come on this journey, I know I'm going to have to give that up. And God says, yes, you will if it's not a good relationship. I've got a habit and, and I just like doing this and, and you know, I, I don't want to give that away and, 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 you know, here's this, you're calling me to follow you and, and I want to, uh, you know, I'm just not prepared, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. But God says, you know, this is not a journey where you get to pick whether it's first class, second class or economy. I want you to come and follow me and I want you to obey me, whatever the cost. Jesus says, if anyone comes after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. This is a costly journey, but it's the one you've been created for. And it's all been made possible by one who trusted God and who obeyed him, whatever the cost. Because Jesus came, left his throne in glory. He taught, he showed us how to live. And then as he was just about to be whipped and beaten and put on a cross, he said, Father, if it's possible, uh, you know, take this cup of suffering from me, but yet not my will, but your will. He obeyed God, whatever the cost. And because he did, God today wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to follow him. He wants you to put your trust in Jesus as Saviour and Lord this Christmas and start journeying with him. And Jesus has done everything to make that possible. This morning, God wants to journey with you. He's saying to you today, would you trust me that I know best? You might be without a job. You might know what the, not know what the future holds. You might be blaming God for things that have happened in your life. But God says, would you trust me and come to me today through faith in Jesus Christ? Second thing God is saying, would you obey me? Put me first as Lord of all. Would you take up your cross? Would you give up the things that are holding you back? And would you come and journey with me? I want to tell you, this journey is one worth taking with both hands and beginning today. This is why you're breathing. The God who flung stars into space placed a baby in a manger because he loves you so much that he wants you to come to him and journey with him through life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. And you can't have life in any other way except through knowing Jesus Christ. Would you trust him this morning? Would you obey him? And would you begin the journey of a lifetime? Let's pray, shall we, together.
God, for many people this morning, the words that must have been on Mary and Joseph's lips of, I'm unsure, I'm uncertain, I'm unprepared, I'm, I'm not ready. That must have come into their mind. Lord, for those that are feeling like delaying beginning a relationship with you, I just pray that this morning they would respond wholeheartedly. Now, they would say to you, yes, God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending him to die in my place. Pray that many people this morning would look to you, Jesus, and your death and resurrection and put their trust in you and begin the journey. Lord, I pray for people that today have already put their trust in him but are feeling that, gee, to obey God continually is a challenge. And I just pray for courage for those that are feeling the struggle of, of questioning God about things that have happened in their life or or have been caught up in other things that they know are just not of you? Would you help them to obey whatever the cost? And God, help us to realise that you are calling us. Not just some family gathering, but you living God are calling us to journey with you. And help us to surrender everything to you this day and right now in this moment wherever you are would you just in the quietness just respond to God just say I want to journey with you yes this is my day this is my moment to say yes to your call to put my trust in the Son to trust and obey you today. God, we thank you for this opportunity today. We want to journey with you, not just this Christmas time, but for the rest of our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.